but I can't imagine Jesus coming, stopping in the clouds, the dead in Christ rising first, and all those saints who were walking around on that day to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye and be caught up to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, I know some of you don't like to fly. You can't stand the thoughts of flying. But that's why he's going to transform you on that day. You know, you may become a Boeing 707 on that day. But you'll be transformed. I'll be transformed. And we will sail right into our eternal home that our Lord Jesus has paid for. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I do not like to tag the Lord's Supper to the, at the end of the service. Uh, and so the whole service is going to be centered around his table as we look at it uh, from behind and at present and the future. 1 Corinthians 11, beginning with verse 23. Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus... The same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood. This do as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death, not if he comes, but till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man... Examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if ye would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home. And if you come not together unto judgment, and the rest, he says, I will set in order again when I come. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd help us to concentrate on you, not only hanging on that cross, Not only coming out of that grave, but on that night when you took time to be with your disciples, to sit around the table and break the bread that was to represent your body, and to drink the juice that would be representative of your blood. We thank you for those last minute instructions. We thank you for your promise that to do this in remembrance of you and do it until you come. Thank you for your promise to come back, Father. I pray that you'd bless now in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Why is the Lord's Supper and the Last Supper so important? 
You know, the outside world might look at us today and say, oh, that's just another ritual thing y'all do down there at the Baptist church. Well, we do it according to Scripture. We do it because the Lord Jesus said to do it until he comes. You know, what a day for him to come back while we are centered our attention on this last supper um, that he met with his disciples. Now, because as Jesus said to do it, we want to, we want to follow his command of doing and observing the Lord's Supper for the glory of God. We know that the bread, the cracker you will receive this morning is representative of his body. He said to his disciples, which is broken for you. The juice that you will receive this morning is representative of his blood. I've said it many times. I, I, I love the saying, how much blood would it have taken for Jesus to shed for me to have my sins forgiven? One drop would have done the job, but he shed it all. And all the world might know For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now when we think about this, uh, in the the bulletin, I just uh, had Miss Jeannie put in observance of the Lord's Supper. Let's remember him. Now as we think about remembering him, Jesus said, remember me. You know, I see so many people, I saw many people yesterday, and someone would say, you don't remember me, do you? I, I, hey, I have to be honest with you. I say, I don't remember the face, but I don't remember the name, you know? And then I, we actually try to say, look, it ain't important that, that I, you remember who I am, but it is very important if you remember who Jesus is. He said, remember me. If you don't do anything else in this world, if you don't memorize anything else, remember Jesus and what he has done for us on the cross. So as we think of that and we think about the Lord's Supper, first of all, I want us to look back for a moment according to the scripture in verse 23, for I have received of the Lord Jesus, also I delivered this unto you that the Lord Jesus same night in which he was betrayed. So as we look back, think about the night of his betrayal. What must it have been like on that night as he knew time was approaching fast and as he sat around the table, Judas, hey, he denied he ever knew him. He left the scene. Okay, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in the law in which we live today, leaving the scene of an accident is a crime, Okay. And it's punishable. So Judas left the scene of the Last Supper. In fact, he missed the last instructions from our Lord. He missed it. He made the choice to walk out. Nobody made him do it. He was under the, listen, he was under the influence of the devil. Now, sometimes people do, we people, we, we do wild things. Because we might be under the influence of drugs, alcohol, sex, whoever else, anything else you name, it's out of line with the scripture. We do things out of the ordinary. It ought to be that way for a Christian to be such under the influence of the Holy Spirit of God that we do things out of the ordinary. Many of you have told me, I wanted to say amen, but I I just, I said amen. Why don't you want to speak out? Why don't you want to raise your hand? Well, we just never was taught we could do that. Well, I'm telling you it's okay. Hello? I mean, why not? 
Why not amen the word of God? Not me, but the word of God. He said in remembrance of me. So as we think back, we think back on that night in which he was betrayed. In fact, he said, Jesus said, you know, I've had a desire. You know, we all got desires, don't we? Desires. I want to do this. I want to do this. But Jesus had a desire to meet with his guys for the for one more last meeting. What would it be like this morning if I said, hey, this is the last meeting. You know, there was a, a sermon that I preached many years ago now, and it was simply entitled, The Farewell Message, when I left Earl's Grove. There, it's going to be a time. You know, when it'll be the last time that we'll meet together. It'll be the last time, whether I resign or whether God takes me, one of these days it's going to be the last time that I'll stand in this place and preach the word of God. And God have mercy on me if I do anything other than preach the word of God. So as we look back, we think about how he was betrayed. And when I think about um, how his betrayal came about, secondly, I want us to look ahead, all right? Because <clears throat> Jesus, even though he sat there having a desire, looking back, he said, I want you to look ahead. I want you to look toward the cross because it's just very few hours from now I'm going to be hanging on that cross. I'm going to be dying for you. I'm going to be shedding my blood for you. So boys, tonight he says, this, this bread... And he, the Bible says that he broke it. He said, it's, it's broken. I'm breaking the bread in representation is my body is going to be broken for you. And you think about the pain that our Lord must have went through. I mean, hey, you know, I've had fractured bones. I've had twisted things and tore up knees and, and it's painful. But what about being painful from the top of your head? to the bottom of your feet. A crown of thorn just rammed down on his head. And hey, if I get hung with the briar, man, I just bleed. So, you know, not only the crown on his head and just mashed down and blood's flowing down his face, but he had already been whipped into an unmerciful position that they said you wouldn't even have recognized him as a man. Pain. That wasn't enough. They, wanted, they, they took and, and drove nails into his hands and into his feet. So he, when we look ahead, he'd say, listen, here's what's going to happen. I want you to know what's going to happen from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Now, when we think about that looking ahead, um, I don't want anybody in this room today, listen now, I don't want anybody in this room today as we, we look behind and we look ahead, but thirdly, looking within. I don't want anybody to say, well, I'm just not worthy. I mean, I got sins piled up on me. I'm just not worthy of this. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and this is not the time we're going to start this, but I want to lead us in a prayer, and I want you to listen, okay? I'm not just standing up here trying to hope I get a sermon out of this, all right? 
I'm going to lead us in a prayer in a moment, asking God to forgive us of our sins as Christians and get our hearts right with God so that when we partake of the Lord's Supper, we're not partaking of it unworthily, okay? Because none of us in this room from the pulpit to the pew is worthy to partake of the Lord's Supper. When you think of what our Lord did, not a one of us are worthy. But I'm going to lead us in a prayer in a moment. And if you pray this prayer and believe it in your heart, then you will be worthy, as people say today, to partake of the Lord's Supper. Another part of that prayer is going to be this. If you're lost and you've never been saved, I'm going to lead you in a prayer this morning of inviting the Lord Jesus into your heart, asking him to forgive you of your sins so that you can partake of the Lord's Supper. Because, listen, I as a Christian, you as a lost person to partake of this and not be in right standing with God, he said, you're doing it unworthily. You're putting the Lord Jesus Christ back on the cross, going through that pain and shedding that blood all over again. And he don't want us to do that. All right? Are we all together? Give me a nod. Give me a something. We understand where we are? All right. Now listen, it's not, in, it's not important. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not important that anybody be peeping around now, if we're going to participate, and as the world says, I'm not worthy, and be worthy to do this this morning, then I want us all to bow our head right now. I want you to close your eyes. Nobody needs to be looking. You need to be thinking about yourself, and I need to think about myself. First of all, as a saved person, I simply want you to repeat after me. You don't have to do this out loud. You can do it within your own heart and mind. Lord Jesus, I come this morning before your table that's been spread in remembrance of you. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse my heart, And to hear my prayer. I thank you for saving me. And I will participate this morning. Because I know you love me. And you died for me. Thank you Jesus. Amen. Now for anyone who who is lost in this room. Our eyes are still shut. Our heads are still bowed. Now for all of us who are saved. As I lead us in a, a sinner's prayer. Everybody who's saved, you could be praying that if there's any person that's lost in this room today would pray this prayer so they can partake of the Lord's Supper and then pray that during the invitation time that they will come forth and make their salvation public. All right, for all that's lost and never accepted Christ, just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, it's no accident that I'm in this room this morning. Lord, I want to be right with you. So I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart in the form of the Holy Spirit of God and save my soul. I trust you, Lord Jesus. Give me the courage to let the world know 
I'm one of your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Now then, everyone in this room, you're responsible for what you've prayed. You are responsible. I'm not. You are. And I am. I've never done that in the Lord's Supper, but I want our family. That's what we are. We're, we're the family of God. And we're going to come together around a table. You know, I love it when the whole family, the boys and, and their wives and the grandchildren and friends all gather around the table at home. I love that. There's all kind of conversations going on. We're laughing. We're talking. Don't you, can't you imagine that night? They were all gathered there. They, I'm satisfied they were laughing. They were talking. Until Jesus reached and got a hold of the bread and said, Guys, listen. And breaking the bread right before them. And said, This is my body. And this is my blood. Well, as we think back, we think ahead, and we think within. Last of all, I want us to think about our surroundings. Um, I want to reread verse 33 and 34. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. Your concern right now ought to be for the person that's next to you. Okay? Now, we don't want to call attention to anybody. I would never do anything to embarrass anybody. But there could be still somebody in here who doesn't feel worthy. The devil sees to that. There could still be somebody in here who would not pray the prayer of inviting Jesus into their heart. So when the plates and the trays are passed and they don't partake, don't look, don't look at them and don't, don't, don't do any gesture that would call attention to it. Okay? This is between you and God. It's between me and God what we're, we're going to do. But I want us as a family, y'all, I want us to be together on this. You know, without the Lord, we're nothing. But with him, we can do all things. It's impossible for a Christian to get together for the Lord's Supper when he can't speak to his brothers and sisters in Christ. It's wrong. It's impossible for you to do business with God when you can't do business with your family or your neighbor or your acquaintance, your friend. The communion is not supposed to be a time of spiritual autopsy. Okay? We don't want to do it that way. And grief. Because our Lord's alive, y'all. This was prior to his death, but he is alive. He is alive because he lives as the choir sang. Hey, we have every reason in the world today to partake of the Lord's Supper. We have every reason today to remember Jesus Christ on this day. Okay? Now, in a moment, after we have partake of the Lord's Supper, they're going to cover that table back up. Remember what Jesus said? Till I come. Till I come. We're going to have an invitation time after that. And if you prayed 
either one of those prayers and you feel like you need to come to this altar, I want you down here. Don't be afraid to back up what you have prayed. If you need somebody to come with you, say, hey, go with me to the altar. They don't have to know why. Just go with me to the altar. I don't know one soul in this room that wouldn't go to the altar with somebody who said, go to the altar with me. Go to the altar with me. You know what's amazing? And it wasn't God's plan, okay? But it is amazing that when Judas got up and walked out, that not one followed him. But they did say, is it me? When he said, one of you, one. He didn't say, several. He said, one of you is going to betray me. And I wonder sometimes in our human nature, no one followed him out. That's why I've told you many times, if a male comes to this altar, I want a male here. If a female comes, I want a female here. I don't care if it's two or three. Don't let somebody come by themselves. What if? I know it wasn't in God's plan, but what if somebody had to follow Judas out and say, Son, what's the matter? You walked out on us. What are you doing? It wasn't in God's plan, okay? This is God's plan. Because he said, I want you to do it. And I want you to do it in remembrance of me. I want you to do this because as long as you do it, you show forth my death until I come. Lord Jesus, I come this morning. God, I, I've done all that I know to do. And Lord, I know in my own heart, I know this is, this is the most different Lord's Supper that I have ever tried to lead. And Lord, you know why we've done it this way, because you've told us to do it. Lord, as I looked over the scriptures and I, I saw how, how can all of this come about on, on a day when we observe in the Lord's Supper, and it's this way, it's a part of it. It's not something that's tagged on the end of the service, but it's a part of it. And Lord, I thank you so much at that table that you said, do this in remembrance of me. You know, it, 